Hey, it's your pal Anthony Cumia here, and uh, you're apparently listening to Game Stuff with the inimitable Coke Logic. <laughs> Hello, my name is Facebook.com slash Club Soda Kenny, and you're listening to Game Stuff. It's none other than the great Coke Logic. Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to Game Stuff. I'm your host, Coke Logic. <laughs> this is part two of the E3 coverage, and today we're going to be talking about Sony and Nintendo. <laughs> Sony had a really good showing. A lot of people were kind of disappointed that they didn't have enough surprises and new titles and announcements, but the sheer amount of games that they did show was impressive. I wanted to play everything that they showed. It was pretty cool. They started off the show with Uncharted, The Lost Legacy. It's a standalone DLC uh, from Uncharted 4. Luckily, they're making it separate, kind of like an Undead Nightmare situation where you just buy it for $30 instead of needing Uncharted 4 to play the DLC. It looked really impressive, and it's going to be out in August. After playing through Uncharted 4, which was one of the most perfect games I have ever played, I can't wait to check out this DLC. Next, they showed off Horizon Zero Dawn, the Frozen Wilds DLC. This one did not have a date, but it might look like it takes place after the events of Horizon Zero Dawn, although it was previously rumored that it would be a prequel to the events, so who knows. Next, they showed a game called Days Gone, which they showed at last E3, and it still doesn't have a release date, which is really weird because I thought it would release in 2017, but apparently no release date. Who knows if it's coming this year? There's something about Days Gone where it just looks like it doesn't have enough personality. I'm not sure what it is. The, the zombies look cool. It is a zombie game where they have the, the hordes of uh, zombies that kind of move like a, like a swarm of bees. The AI looks really impressive, but just the game in general... I don't know, it's not generic, but uh, it's not impressing me. Well, someday when it comes out or we get a release date, I'll look into it. Then they had a surprise announcement with Monster Hunter Worlds, part of the Monster Hunter series, but on PlayStation 4, which is not only weird because it has an American release, but they actually put it on a home console. Usually it's been 3DS and PlayStation Vita, so it's really cool to see that we're going to get a Monster Hunter game with next-gen level graphics. I've wanted to check out these games for a long time, but I've never had the right system at the right time to play one of these things. But alas, Monster Hunter Worlds has no date. Maybe I'm beginning to see why people didn't think the Sony press conference was so great. It's because nothing has a date. And then they showed Shadow of the Colossus remake. This game looks incredible. The, the Colossi are huge. It looks crisp. It looks uh, nice and fluid. I mean, especially if you look at the original PlayStation 2 graphics compared to this remake. Just a pixelated, blurry nightmare. The Shadow of the Colossus, one of my favorite games. Although every time they showed a Colossus on screen, since it was a remake, I was able to say, oh, I know how to defeat that guy. Oh, I know how to take down that Colossus. But there were eight Colossi that were cut from the game. So it would be cool if in this remake they added those back. I know a lot of people start complaining like, oh, you have a perfect game and now you're adding stuff in. What if that new stuff sucks? And now you're going to diminish the, the good name of this video game. I don't know, Shadow Colossus looks fantastic. A game that doesn't look fantastic is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Holy shit, are they fucking phoning this game in. Besides the roster being recycled from Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and basically cut in half because there's no X-Men characters because of contractual agreements, or disagreements if you will, at E3 they said there's a demo out right now and you can play it. So I did. And it's really bad, it is really bad. 
The biggest takeaway of how shitty this game is, is the jumping feels terrible. Think about how much jumping you do in a fighting game, and now have that be floaty and weird. Not a good sign. I would say, hey, they're going to iron it out. It's going to be a better game. They could tune it up. But the game's out September 19th. So they got like three months to shine this turd, which they could do, but it is also Capcom. So God only knows. I'm not too optimistic, although I love Marvel vs. Capcom games, so I'm completely torn. I guess we'll have to find out together when it's released on September 19th, 2017. Next, they showed Call of Duty World at War, which looks fucking fantastic. A lot bigger battlefields, and uh, I think there's going to be vehicle combat in this game. At least we saw some tanks. That's pretty fucking sick. But when you think about where Call of Duty has been in the last couple of games, it's all been wall running and jetpacks and mechanized guns. Futuristic nonsense. Although fun, people did kind of say, hey, where's my old guns? I just, I don't give a shit about wall running. It's getting too futuristic. I don't want to play Star Wars. So Activision, in their wisdom, that's not being facetious, predicted a backlash to the futuristic gameplay of the past few titles and planned out a World War II Call of Duty. When you can plan out when people are going to be sick of your shit, that's fucking fun. And even though it's going to be World War II and older guns, it's not going to be exactly Battlefield 1, because that was World War 1. This is 2. It still looks like it maintains the Call of Duty, arcadey, run-and-gun shooting. I'm impressed by what I saw. Call of Duty World War II is out November 3rd. Next, Sony had a VR segment, which I nodded off because I don't have a VR, so I didn't really pay attention. Google it, if you care. Next, they showed God of War. Fucking stunning. Check this out, if you will. It's, uh, it needs to be seen to be believed. But God of War has the most fidelity of a high-fidelity game I've seen in a long fucking time. You're traveling the land with your son, and you're looking for answers. Uh, the son has a curse, and the curse is probably that he's uh, Kratos' son. And Kratos has a past that he's like running away from, or at least avoiding. You know, because he, he, de- he destroyed all the Greek gods, and now he's in this Norse mythology. And it's like, where are they going? What are they doing? What are they hiding from? And it's just, it's just fucking awesome. And if you didn't like the God of War series, this doesn't really look like the God of War series. Where God of War used to be a real hack-and-slash kind of arcade beat em up this God of War looks like more of a character action game where you're kind of squaring off against one opponent at a time, it seems, and really taking each battle as it comes. And it looks like great battles, because the camera gets really close in there. I love that shit. You know, I remember when God of War 3, they were touting that uh, you could see the muscles underneath Kratos' skin. But then they'd pull the camera out like uh, a football field away. And now you're seeing fucking pores on Kratos' skin. Technology is amazing. What a time to be alive. It's fantastic. But sadly, no date on God of War. The next game they showed was Detroit Become Human. This is from the makers of uh, Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls. So it's one of them type of games where it's basically you're watching a movie making some decisions, deciding the outcome of your characters, being a piece of shit or not. Which is always entertaining, and I'm looking forward to seeing this uh, new iteration of that. Word from E3 is basically it feels a lot like Heavy Rain. But people liked Heavy Rain, so there's that. And once again, I'm starting to see people's points on why they were disappointed in Sony press conference. No date on Detroit Become Human. Next, Sony showed Destiny 2, what is sure to become my game of the year. Or the biggest letdown in history. Because, oh my god, do I love me some Destiny. I've logged in thousands of hours, and I'm not being, and I'm not kidding, thousands of hours. And Destiny 2 is already pre-ordered on my system. I'm just waiting for the fucking thing to unlock. 
It looks really cool. Besides the fact that it's just new content for a Destiny game, Destiny 2 has moved to a new engine, so now the game looks remarkably better. Especially in the lighting. Every frame of the video they showed looks like it has an atmosphere and mood. The only thing that has me worried is I'm such a fanboy of Destiny 1. All the little changes they're making to Destiny 2, I don't know if I like them. All of the PvP will be moved to 4v4, meaning the game modes that had 6v6 or deathmatch where it's every person for themselves are completely gone in favor of this 4v4 configuration. The classes have been changed, the classes have been updated, Titan Skating is gone, and Warlock's self-revive is gone. Also, Blink is not in the game. So now there becomes this laundry list of fundamental differences on how Destiny 1 played versus, oh, Destiny 2 looks good. So start biting your nails now when Destiny 2 arrives September 6th. That's right, they pushed up the release date by two days. Pretty cool. And finally, Sony's surprise teaser at the PlayStation Pro event finally got its gameplay trailer debut with Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. Holy shit does this game look good. Like, on the level of God of War, God of War looked like it had a lot of atmosphere and fidelity and detail. Spider-Man looks like CG. They are really stepping it up at that Sony headquarters. You know what Spider-Man is. Go check it out. It looks clean. It looks crisp. It looks detailed. The camera gets in really close, and you beat up some bad guys. And it's Spider-Man. Unfortunately, Spider-Man has a release date of 2018. And it's not early 2018 or summer 2018. It's just an open window. Somewhere in that year, somewhere next year, 2018. Kind of a bummer. But good conference all around. Just the, the fact, like I said, I want to play every game that I just went over. How can you argue with that? All killer, no filler, all next year. <laughs> and the final press conference was not really a press conference, but a tape that they pressed play on, and it played. The Nintendo Spotlight. Nintendo have just released the Nintendo Switch, and now they got to put some games on it. So they mostly ignored the 3DS. In fact, there was a 3DS game for Metroid 2 Remake that didn't even make this little spotlight. It was just in their treehouse uh, streamed on Twitch. So all of these games are Switch games. And the first one they showed was Xenoblade Chronicles 2. I've never been a fan of the Xenoblade or Xenosaga or Xenoverse, but now I think I am because this game looks really cool. Although it's a series that started off on like PlayStation 1, so Xenoblade Chronicles 1, I don't even know what system that's on. That might have been PlayStation or PlayStation 2. I don't know, there's so many games. It's a Japanese RPG, JRPG, that looks like it combines RPG with an active combat system. One of them 50 to 100 hour games. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 comes out holiday 2017. That's right, it did not get delayed. Well, yet. Next they showed Kirby. It's a Kirby game. You walk around as the puffy little pink pillow and suck things up with your fucking mouth. It basically looks like Kirby. They all kind of look like Kirby. Except for this one is up to four players if you choose. Not a strictly multiplayer game. It can be played in single player with uh, computer help or four player co-op. So far, no date on Kirby. Also in the same vein as Kirby is a new Yoshi game, which has the art style of Yoshi's Woolly World, but doesn't look like a direct port. This one actually seems like a sequel. And while Yoshi's still made of wool, he's kind of running around a cardboard world. And like Kirby, no date. Pokemon Tournament. You like battling Pokemon? Well, this is an offshoot of that game, where you battle Pokemon. So you gotta be a real diehard Pokemon, but you know, it's a Pokemon Tournament game. They've existed before. Pokemon Tournament comes out September 22nd. And because you're getting a shitty Pokemon Tournament game, they made a special announcement to let everyone know that there's gonna be a 
They made a special announcement to let everyone know that there's going to be a core title in the Pokemon series coming to Switch in about a year. So maybe 2018, 2019, but don't hold your breath. Off of the heels of that fan service, they shocked the world and released the logo for Metroid Prime 4, which everyone went apeshit about, and Metroid Prime 4 is even being pre-ordered on Amazon right now. Despite the fact that the only thing showed was this logo, the hype was enough for people to pre-order a logo. Basically, they're saying, we can't show anything now, we don't have anything to show now, but please don't think we're not thinking about Metroid Prime on the Switch. Obviously, no date. Next, they showed Fire Emblem Warriors. This is like Dynasty Warrior games with a Fire Emblem skin. Yes, that was a dig. I know it's more than that. But actually, is it? Fire Emblem Warriors comes out February 2nd, 2018. Next, they showed in the not-too-distant future, we're finally going to be getting that Zelda DLC. Zelda DLC 1 is the Trials of the Sword, I think. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. In the DLC, they have the map tracker, a few other improvements, and hard mode, but they also have these trials where Link is stripped of all his materials and clothes even. And just like they had the mission for even tight islands, Link goes Lord of the Flies, solving puzzles and fighting off enemies to ascend an imaginary ladder of accomplishment. And your reward for doing all that is your Master Sword gets even cooler. Even if that all sounded a little disconjoined and who cares, it's more Zelda content. And I know you're ready for that. And while they didn't show off any video or screens for the second DLC, they did give us a premise, which is playing as Zelda and her friends, and that'll be out sometime at holiday. Next, they showed Splatoon 2. It's a sequel to Splatoon. And although it looks pretty identical, there are new modes to the game. For instance, there's more single-player stuff, or I should say at all, where there are challenge courses and a horde mode. So it's Splatoon 2, more Splatoon, which is out July 21st. Next, they showed off ARMS, which is out now, because it got released on June 16th. You can purchase ARMS now for $60 on Nintendo Switch. Next, they showed Rocket League. If you're unfamiliar, that's a little Matchbox racing cars that play soccer. A game that's been enjoyed on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC is now coming to Switch. If you're excited, you ought to be, because Rocket League is fun. And like Minecraft, Rocket League is going to have cross-play with Xbox One and PC. And the only people that are left out of that scenario is PlayStation. For some reason, Sony's a real sourpuss about cross-play. Maybe it's one of those things like, if you want to play with your friends, buy a PlayStation 4. But it's like, come on, dude, just let me play with other people. But at any rate, Rocket League comes out holiday 2017. And finally, Super Mario Odyssey. Which I'll just get this out of the way. It's coming out October 27th, 2017. No need to save that release date for the end of my whatever the hell I'm about to say. Because that is most important. A new Super Mario game in the launch year of a new console. Very important. Not just for the console sales, but for the, the sanity of Nintendo and their fans. Nintendo loves to dick their fans around. Notice there's no mention of a virtual console yet. But people were jumping up like they saw the Holy Ghost when they realized that Super Mario Odyssey was coming out this year. Thank God for no delay on that game. Because to have that carrot dangled out in front of us once more would be evil, and Nintendo can be evil. Remember that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild missed holiday 2016 to release in March. They'll do it. But anyways, Super Mario Odyssey looks fucking fantastic. They've said time and again that it's going to play more like Super Mario 64, and I believe it. You're going around collecting little moons instead of stars this time, and each moon is hidden behind some sort of objective. 
whether that's figuring out a puzzle or just jumping your way up to a, a high ledge. It looks like classic Mario fun. Except for this Super Mario has a bit of a twist. Now your hat can possess people. Not just people, but objects. Anything in the world. You could throw your possessed hat at a bullet bill, and suddenly Mario becomes the bullet bill, and you start flying around, you smash into walls. You could throw your hat at a Goomba. Suddenly, you control that Goomba. It's really weird. And really fun. It was completely unexpected, and it looks phenomenal. Look forward to Super Mario Odyssey on October 27th, 2017. And that covers it for E3 2017. I hope everyone enjoyed listening to this, and uh, thank you for listening. This is Coke Logic signing off for Game Stuff. <laughs>